welcome to yet another edition of Stuffing Around, Stuff Magazine's gaming podcast for all things gaming. If I sound a bit muffled, my name's Nick Cowan, if I sound a bit muffled it's because I'm wearing a face mask. And I'm joined by Max Malella, Hi. who is also wearing a face mask. Yes, just you know, in case you want to... And the reason being is obviously because cupboard's back. It is. With back. a vengeance. It is. Back and bigger than ever. Mm. This is why we're recording in my apartment rather than in the office, yeah. which means if you hear any cars going past, that would be the That's main road. Why. So this week... E3. 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 Mm. You know, assumedly quite a big week. Yeah. It would be. And how excited were you after it? Um... You weren't, were you? Not hugely. Nothing, no. nothing massive was revealed. Nothing, nothing crazy going on at E3 this year. A couple of cool reveals. There, were, there was none of that kind of like, look to the skies, this is incredible. Mm. Well, so far. No, nothing yet. I mean, it is yeah. Wednesday. I mean, you never know. Someone might release or announce something that will blow your mind. But, <clears throat> I mean, I watched the Ubisoft um, keynote, mm. I suppose we'd call it that. And... Yeah, just... I mean, here's the thing, right? I, there's quite a bit in there that we knew was coming, right? Right. We, we've seen Far Cry 6. We have. We've seen Giancarlo Esposito. We have. We know he's a sod. Um, <laughs> we, we didn't know that you'd be able to play as Vas Montenegro or um, Joseph Seed or Pagan Min, but I've never really had that on my wish list. I think, look, I, I think I've said in one of these episodes that I'm not a massive Far Cry fan, but I do think that's a pretty cool feature, being able to play as something. Because I know the Far Cry villains for a lot of people are iconic mm -hmm. characters. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, it's not going to make you rush out and buy a season pass, oh, I mean, is it? It wouldn't, but it wouldn't make me. <coughs> right. Make me. And then you've got Watch Dogs Legion and Aiden Pierce is coming to London. And we yeah. already knew that as well. We, yeah, we've spoken about that before. Um, you know, uh, we knew that... Um, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be supported for the next two years. Yeah, we knew it was going to get some right, so, so they weren't really telling us anything at the Ubisoft thing that we didn't know, apart from um, the Rocksmith Plus, which, you know, if you want to learn guitar and you want to do a paid-for service to teach you how to learn guitar... I mean, I mean actually, as a, as a guitarist, I'll tell you, Rocksmith's probably wow. not the best place to learn wow. the basics. It's, well, it's a great place to, to kind of get into the feel of, of actually playing songs. Mm. But it's not a great teaching experience. Okay. Um, but still, like, I don't know. But you haven't seen Rocksmith Plus yet. I haven't. That's true. I haven't seen Rocksmith Plus. So, um, you, so it might actually be, you know, good. Maybe. Actually, you know what? Yeah, let's hold on hope and say that. It's still a cool thing. Rocksmith's never been the thing that, like, the masses are going to go run out for. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, you know, I mean, but the thing is that, that when Rocksmith was first released, it was competing with the likes of Rock Band and Guitar Hero mm. and, you know, games that didn't teach you how to play guitar, just made you feel as though you could. You could yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and um, the other thing that was announced at um, Ubisoft's um, coming out party at E3 was a game that I, I, I mean, obviously you got Mario and Rabbids, right, which, which is just a license to print money. Yeah, well, I mean, I know a lot of people say it's a bit underrated, but I was never one to rush out at it. You know, you got Rainbow Six uh, Extraction. With aliens. Now. With aliens. Apparently, I, I'm, I'm sure they mentioned it, but they were going to call it Rainbow Six Quarantine at first. And then yeah, and then the pandemic hit. Yeah, which, fair enough. There's a new Avatar game based that? on James Cameron's upcoming Avatar film, and I don't know whether or not it'll tell the same story, yeah. or if it tells a different story. Story, but I hope it's better than the last one. That well, the last out. one was just a licensed game at the time. It was just one of those licensed crap games that gets released onto yeah. every console. 
Yeah. I'm hoping it's cool because I really like the setting of Pandora. Mm. Um, but we didn't actually get to see any gameplay of it, did we? Just, uh, just no, it was just actually, you know, your usual kind of like E3, here is uh, pre-rendered footage. Mm. Thank you for playing. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, the most interesting thing from there was Riders Republic. Really? Yes. Dirt biking, cycling, snowboarding, wingsuits. Jetpacks? Oh, Are you that, kidding? That's the MMO one, isn't it? Or the, the, I don't know the, if it's the MO. I, I don't one. know if it's an MMO. What I do know is I looked at it and I just thought, well, that might scratch your SSX tricky itch for a while. Because, mm. you know, um, which is funny because the following day, Microsoft and Bethesda had their keynote mm. and they introduced a game called Shredder, right. which once again looks like just a pared down version of SSX. Mm. And I looked at both of those and went, well, out of the pair of them, I'll take Riders Republic. That having said, there was a lot that came out of um, Microsoft and Bethesda's. There was a decent, not a whole lot on detail though. Lots of announcements, but not not much detail. So we got, let's see, the big the big Bethesda one was Starfield or Star. Yeah, Starfield. Yeah, Starfield, which is their new. I don't. I hesitate to call Bethesda games RPGs anymore. They're kind of their own thing. Bethesda mm. Bethesda games are different to RPGs. Mm. Um. But yeah, that's that's that was. Well, I mean, we don't even know how it plays. That's true. We only we only got a bit of like an in-engine rendered um, display or cutscene. To tell you the truth, the most interesting thing about that was that Starfield is an Xbox exclusive. slash Windows exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that there were a lot of people who were probably you know ever since the whole Microsoft ZeniMax mm. deal was announced, uh, there's been a lot of people who have been sitting on tenterhooks going, "Is the next?" Elder Scrolls gonna be gonna be a platform or at least a software exclusive. Yeah. <coughs> so to see them announce an exclusive was pretty fun. It, that was that was quite a big deal. I think PlayStation fans will be you know relieved to not have anything um, anything Elder Scrolls or Fallout new, any new Fallout or Elder Scrolls content um, taken away from them. Indeed. Yet. Indeed. Yet. 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 I mean, we never know. We, uh, we're just we're just spitballing here. We I'm have no inside information. I'm sure they might be feeling a bit stung if Starfield turns out to be amazing. Although, given Bethesda's recent track record, we'll, we'll, well, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll wait and see. Not, not for nothing, though. I mean, you're right, but they're also using a new engine. Sure, which was the big issue with Fallout 76, which mm. they were still running on the, what's the create, the create? Creation. The creation engine, they were still running on Yeah. Look, look, Fallout 76 released unfinished as far as I'm concerned, so hmm. as long as they need for Star Citizen, uh, not Star Citizen, Starfield. Starfield, Star Citizen, something else. Yeah. Then you got Halo Infinite. Barely, they just showed off some multiplayer and uh, a little bit of the story, which is, how long has it been? Like five years since Halo 5? 2016, yeah. It was when the Xbox One came out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's been a while. Well, I mean, that having been said, when you say that's ridiculous, you go, well, you know, maybe they just have it in the oven until it's ready. I'm, uh, yeah, okay. And if it takes five years, it takes five years. I guess. You'd I rather guess. get a decent Halo game than a rubbish one. I mean, you know, 4 was not great, but still. <laughs> what do I mean? But this is the thing, is that Halo has always been polished. Yeah, on its mechanics, you know, it's always been a good game. I mean, you, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm losing my mind, but I've, I can't remember a story where someone goes, did you hear the latest Halo game comes with a day one patch, which is this amount of gigabytes? I was mm. like, that's never happened. Mm. And generally speaking, the Halo faithful get what they wanted. I mean, the only thing that I remember people um, pissing and moaning about was about Halo 5. Um, oh, the story. Where, no, where you didn't have any um, co-op. 
Oh, you didn't. That's oh, that's right. I remember mm. that. Damn, because I bought <coughs> Halo Five as a young person who didn't read the back of the box mm. properly, thinking it had a port. Yeah, that was a big thing. They also bemoaned, in story-wise, they bemoaned the fact that you spent the majority of the story missions not playing as Master Chief. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and that's coming out at the end of this year. The, the, well, the multiplayer a, does look good, though. And the big thing about it is that the multiplayer... And it has a grappling hook. And the multiplayer... Yes, we've, and we've spoken about this before. Yeah. Necromunda screwed it up, but normally a grappling hook... And it looks like that's an extra five points it, for the right Yeah, time. exactly. And it's also free-to-play. Mm. The multiplayer... Multiplayer is free-to-play. Free-to-play, which is awesome. Because yeah. Halo, Halo multiplayer is some of the most fun you can have mm. in a video game. Absolutely. I mean, Halo has never really let down the multiplayer audience. Yeah, yeah. And I think that this might be a way for them to kind of crowbar more players into the actual campaign. I mean, you know, if you send your multiplayer out for free and people enjoy it, they might want to know the lore behind what they're mm -hmm. playing and they might invest in that. Other than that, in uh, the, the keynote, Microsoft. we got Back for Blood. Now, I didn't actually see a whole lot on that, but you mentioned that it's kind of like a Left for Dead spiritual successor. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's what the developer Turtle Rock is calling it, is yeah. a, a spiritual successor. And they developed the first two Left for Deads for Valve. Mm. Uh, they also developed Evolve, but we won't go down well, that didn't alley. They, no, didn't they buy it? They didn't develop it. They developed Evolve. Did they devele it? Yeah. Oh, oof, moving on. 2K was the one who published it. Um, oh, I see. But, right. yeah, um, it looks like Left 4 Dead, except with snappier characters and more violence and gore. So, and I'm completely down for that. Yeah, sure. Um, other than that, you got Stalker, the uh, Heart of Chernobyl. I never, I never, played, I never played the one. first one. Yeah, me neither. So I feel like maybe we're not the... Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, you're off to Chernobyl, there are parasitic aliens, you have a gun, um, and by all accounts, even though you do have a gun, it does look quite scary. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, worth investigating. Um, you got Contraband. Well, we, we barely saw anything about Contraband. Yeah. We, we learned about, it's by Avalanche, yeah. right? Who did um, Mad did Max. Like Mad Max Just Cause, I think, as Just well? Cause 3, Just Cause 4, and I think the most re recent one that they did Just was Rage 2. So I've only played Just Cause 3 out of all of those, and Just Cause 3 is really good as far as I If you haven't played Mad Max, you really need it's, it's on my list. to do it. Yeah, it's on my Because Mad Max is... The funny thing about Mad Max is when it first came out, um, loads and loads of people were like, oh, it's not very good, and it bites off a lot of other games. And it did, but after a while, you kind of settle into this really nice groove of the, uh, the post-apocalypse. And it's, it's a really, really good game. I mean, Avalanche, to me, get a pass. I have no idea what's going on in the goddamn trailer for Contraband, though. No, there's, well, there's not much there. They just kind of pan through a room, give, yeah. you, give you a kind of... They mention that it's an open world, and they mention that it's an RPG. Right. And but that's it. They kind of, as they're panning around the room, it looks a bit like an 80s... I don't know, yeah. adventure story? Well, that's the thing, is that the only signpost apart from, like, you know, you know, panning through a bar, mm. uh, is there's, there seems to be a cadaver underneath a truck with things growing out of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know what that means. I'm, um, it's, it's Avalanche, so I'm interested to see what else we learn about it. I mean, I mean Contraband was kind of, like, um, nebulous in its um, reveal. But even more nebulous, even though you saw more of what was going on in the trailer, was Atomic Heart. Right. I mean, that to me was just I, absolutely kind of bonkers. It was, it was a really... If you haven't seen the trailer for Atomic Heart, you have to watch it. Yeah. It is, it is so weird and so... Answers strange. on a postcard, please. <laughs> you know what? I, I, the vibe I got from it was... Do you remember... Did you play Dishonored 2? Yeah. You remember the clockwork things in yeah. Dishonored 2? A lot of the enemies in this, or I say enemies, whatever whatever the uh, first person perspective is fighting against looks like those kinds of characters. And it's really weird and unsettling and interesting. There's a great soundtrack going on and there's a car chase. 
I don't know what's happening, but the most exciting thing for me is that it's landing like day one on Game Pass. Mm. So if you've got Game Pass, you don't really have a reason not to give it a bash if mm. it, uh, if it in interests you at all. Absolutely. Um, and to tell you the truth, out of all of the trailers I saw, I've seen so far, because <laughs> you never know what other people have got in, in store for us, out of all of them, that was the trailer that I looked at going, I have no idea what the hell is going on here, but I'm totally up for this. Yeah. I'm totally up for it. 100%. You know? Um, I'm also totally up for Party Animals. You you told a cute story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for Party Animals. I actually haven't. No, it's, it's a, okay, so it's a, imagine um, the cutest animals that you know, headbutting, punching each other, throwing each other into threshing machines. You know, it's it's you know if you've ever wanted to punch a tiger in the face, this is the game. But without, it's not like gory. It's no, 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 it's not gory. It's 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 kind of like Super Smash Brothers, where it's like you know you know that you're uh, hitting something, but you don't really see any blood or any gore or it's, anything like it's that. It's just the game. Yeah, yeah. and um, I showed that to my stepdaughter, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! I can't wait to play this!" And then she watched it right to the end, and she said, "Wait a minute, this thing's only coming out in 2022. What?" And I went. Welcome to our world. <laughs> we gamers have had to live with this for years. It might not even be out in 2022 unless there's a delay. And yes, I did that on purpose. You're an awful, horrible No, player. kids need to learn young. <laughs> Other than that, of course, there's the Forza game, which there's looks game. absolutely gorgeous. Well, it's a Forza Horizon game. Yeah, Forza Horizon 5. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you, if you're much of a Forza fan. I, I, I played a. I played Forza. Okay, so basically Forza Horizon 5 is kind of like the scrappy um, off-road companion to Forza. Right. Like Forza is very stoic and very serious and, you know, and all the rest of that. Whereas Forza, you can just drive off-road and drive through a field here and there. And Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon, sorry. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that having been said, I mean, the Forza Horizon, they, they don't skimp an inch. They, they are incredibly well-made games. Mm. This one's heading to Mexico. They look they look. Oh, no, absolutely. But oh, yeah, but goodness. like, I mean, the thing about Forza is that Forza has looked stunning on the Xbox since the days of the Xbox One's first coming out party back yeah. in 2013. I mean, do you remember um, there was this huge debate that kicked off, which, um, you know, given the vitriol that was hurled around about it, I'm kind of interested that it doesn't exist anymore, yeah. was the fact that there were certain games like, for example, Call of Duty Ghosts, which came out around about the same time as the Xbox uh, one's launch in mm. 2013 where they go it's not 60 frames per second yeah it's not 1080p how dare you how <laughs> dare you of course no one cares about that anymore but yeah. at the time it was a big deal think about forza it's always been 60 60 frames per second 1080p mm. and the reason being is because that you know you're a driving game right so everything's flying past you at 900 mile an hour so everything actually has to be rendered in that small yeah, yeah. and the thing is is that like forza is a benchmark of quality when it comes to visuals. Yeah, it really, it's, really is. It's even if you're not super into racing mm. games, you can you can very much appreciate the way it looks and the way it feels. Mate, I remember really uh, reviewing the for well, not reviewing, but playing the Forza game at launch of the Xbox One back in 2013, mm. and um, I could literally just have the um, the menu screen open while I wandered around the house because a it was wonderful to look at and the soundtrack was great. Mm. No, it's a, it's a cool, cool, cool game. So, I mean, it, but this is the thing, though. There's nothing... I mean, Forza, you expect. Halo, you expect. You expect. Starfield, great. Um, possibly we did expect a Bethesda exclusive on the Xbox console. Um, but the rest of them, it was just like, while, it's, while they're admittedly interesting, 
It didn't really bowl me over. No, the re replacement looked kind of cool as like an indie title mm. um, for me. But again, like nothing crazy. Surprised, surprisingly, nothing Gears related. I'm not surprised by that at all. Aren't you? No. Halo has, I think that Halo has the same relationship with Gears of War that the Beatles had with the Rolling Stones back in the 60s. Did right. you hear about this? No. So basically, I mean, you know that the, the Beatles and the, the Rolling Stones were kind of like presented as, you know, diametric opposites to each other and almost rivals. Mm. But in actual fact, they had a really kind of good relationship because what would happen is the Rolling Stones would phone up the Beatles and go, is your album ready yet? And they'd go, uh, no, we're still overdubbing or mixing. And they'd go, is yours ready? Yeah. Okay, we'll put yours out now. And we'll hold ours back for another three or four months. Oh, man. They, they actually had that kind of symbiotic relationship. That's friggin' cool, Yeah, dude. And I think that Halo and Gears are like that. Now that, you've, now that you've put it like that, I can I totally see that. I think that if there was a Gears game that is ready, the fact that Halo Infinite is coming out at the end of this year mm. means that Gears has to wait a year or two. Okay. I think. Sure. Especially because the last Halo game was in 2016. A while ago. It was, it was a Five hot, years ago. It was a hot minute ago. Mm. I, actually, I actually picked it up again to play it. Um, Are you tuning into any of the other E3 stuff going forward? Um, what's left? Cause I... Devolver. They usually do something quite funny. Well, you, you know Devolver a lot better than I do. So and I... Take-Two had theirs already, and they didn't really reveal anything. They just sat there saying um, there should be more gender diversity in the industry. Which, when you think about it, is A, true. Yes, sure. Uh, B, very well done, you guys. Yeah. But C, this is quite weird yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not sure yeah I'm not sure there's a whole lot exciting well I mean to be fair not all of this has been hugely exciting um, but there's nothing that exciting left um, yeah yeah what about that what do you think of the Nintendo Direct I haven't seen it haven't you no so there's not a whole lot going on there there's there's a couple of ports there's a couple of um, anniversary editions there's like do, uh, do you remember monkey ball of course yeah there's a monkey ball anniversary edition coming to the oh, Switch, nice. which is pretty cool uh, Metroid is getting a new installment. That's big. That okay. is big. That's pretty big. Even if you're not into Metroid, Metroid's getting a new installment called Metroid Dread. Mm. Not Prime. And they said that they're working on the newest edition of Prime, which is one of my favorite franchises of all time. Metroid Prime is phenomenal. Mm. Um, but Metroid Dread is like a return to form for Metroid. And it's a side-scrolling Metroidvania style that mm. kicked off that entire genre mm. in a new setting with new... It looks a lot spookier than a lot of the other games, and I'm very excited for it. Okay. Other than that, there was the new Rabbids Mario game. There's that was already announced at the Ubisoft thing. Yeah, exactly. Thing. There's a, um, a Tekken character, Katia or Katsuya. I don't play Tekken. I don't remember his name. Is coming to Smash. Yay. Um, yeah, I can't. There might have been one other thing. Oh, oh, oh. Um, there's a new Shin Megami Tensei game coming ex exclusively to the Switch, which is kind of big. I'm mm. not a big fan of them, so I, I don't know a lot about it. And there was another tease. I'm getting so sick of teases. For Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. If, if, if either show something... Or, or go, go away. Yeah. They just gave us another tease of the... I mean, to be fair, it was kind of big. They gave us a tease of the world. Um, they might, they're hinting that you'd be able to play as Zelda. Um, they, showed, they showed off some of the new... like uh, You probably played Breath of the Wild. I did? Yeah. They showed off some more of the... Um, some new Sheikah Slate abilities for like puzzle solving and stuff. Mm. It looks interesting. But again, there's not a whole lot of meat there. Mm. Just, just in terms of how... It looks phenomenal. I, I actually think that that comment of yours could, use, could be used to sum up E3 so far. What? There's not a lot of meat there. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some interesting things here and there. Um, but I also, I also think that like, you know, the, what I miss... 
um, what I really miss is stuff like you know Epic Games used to do back in the day when they, for example, they when they announced Gears of War three, mm. they literally came out and they played the game live in front of the audience. Mm. So what you saw on the screen was what you were going to get when you bought the game or if you didn't, whatever. Yeah. Right. And what I'm seeing a lot at um, at E three is a lot of pre-rendered trailers, they, they feel which like promise an awful lot. They do feel like teasers. Which promise an awful lot. Sure. But, you know, and, and I hate to bring it up again because we seem to mention it every single podcast. <laughs> but it's like, I saw the lead up to Cyberpunk 2077 and then I saw what I got. Yeah. And while I wasn't as, you jaded know, or jaded or as hateful as some people about what I got. Um, at Bradline. You know, you know, well, no, no at loads of people. <laughs> I, I, I can kind of see why people are sitting back with their arms folded going, I'll just wait till it comes out, mate. Mm. You know, I mean, if you wanted a more egregious example of that, just have a look at Crackdown Three. Oh yeah, oh dude, don't even talk to me about Crackdown Three, man. I mean, because the thing is, is that like Crackdown Three. I remember the first trailer. I remember it being mind blowing. Mm. Then you got it, and your mind was not blown. Well, because they, they, they had the they, they went through development hell, and they kind of they kind of uh, ended up missing the mark entirely by the end of it. True, but once yeah. again, don't promise what you can't deliver. No, yeah. I think one last thing to talk about from E3 before we move on to another segment, which, mm. we, which was on day one, and I think the most exciting thing, which is sad because it was the first thing, it was one of the first things announced. I think it wasn't even at E3, it was the Summer Games, whatever that was called, was Elden Ring, finally. Oh, right. Yeah, and we, and nearly, we nearly forgot about that. We got some new, um, just a look at the, the, the world and walking around in it, some combat, some story, and I think it looks awesome i i don't know if you're a massive souls fan um, well i mean the thing about souls is you better get with the program mm. i mean here's the thing i've been playing um assassin's creed valhalla and it's got a dark souls vibe to it yeah that you can lock onto an enemy and you're not going to get through it with button bashing mm. and you have to actually use combos yeah. and you actually have to dodge and stuff and i think that dark souls because it was so popular just made its way into, a into lot loads of, of games yeah well so elden ring is the uh, the brainchild of from software and oh, george, wow. george R. R. martin of game of thrones fame right so he's he's been there for world building and for de development and it looks that's exactly what it looks like. Is it looks like if if the develop if the designers from From Software were given a more, I want to say European. I think that Dark Souls looks pretty European, man. No, no, I know, but it's like it's weird. We spoke about this, but it's like European from a more outside perspective. What like you're essentially saying is that the From Software crew are basically being given a kind of Lord of the Rings esque lore yeah. to play in. Yeah, it looks it looks phenomenal. The bosses look creepy and weird and gross. It looks way more like. I'd be interested to see exactly how much involvement George R. R. Martin has with that, mm. and um, no matter how, he's, how not game, he's not a game designer, he's not uh, a game developer, and, and no matter how much design he has or doesn't have, I am willing to bet cold hard cash that there are going to be people on the internet going, "Why don't you finish the uh, bloody Game of Thrones uh, novel that you've been working on rather than pissing about with this?" I think The Verge made that exact comment, mm. um, saying some people might just be. I think I don't know if you've ever read the Game of Thrones novels. Mm. I, I, I think he's bored. Oh really? I think he's written himself into a corner and he doesn't know how to continue it. I, I so he goes off in different tangents, like he does a prequel over here mm. or he does a sci-fi thing over here, and now he's working on a video game. I, yeah, oh. I watched the series, but I never, I never read the books. Um, yeah. But yeah, if if my one concern for Elden Ring is, I want it to be different enough from just one of the Dark Souls games. If it's not, I'm gonna be kind of disappointed. Mm. Well, other than that, 
because your studies have eaten have. into your time. You I haven't really have. been playing much. I haven't, no. And because E3 is here, there's not really that many things to review. No, not hugely. So what I did the other day was I went on Game Pass and I just started having a look around at the games that were available because like we've been talking about Dead Space the mm. last three weeks, I think. And um, I just thought to myself, oh, no, I remember a time when EA were putting out rather interesting things. Rather than just the next Battlefield. Next Battlefield or the next FIFA or the next Madden or the next Need for Speed. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, they've got Star Wars, which to, to this day, I don't know if EA even knows what they're doing with it. You know, because you get games that absolutely piss everybody off, like Battlefront 2. And then it, Battlefront 3, actually. And then you get a game made by Respawn, which is really, really good. That, oh, yeah, Titanfall. No, 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 I'm talking about the Star Wars game they made. Oh, Jedi Fallen Order. Was, yeah. that the was that Respawn? That was Respawn. Oh, okay. That yeah. explains it then. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, no, no, here's the thing. I mean, I don't know what's going on over there, but I think that Respawn seems to be the only studio who's able to turn around to EA as a publisher and go, piss off. Look, and I'll, I'll take any opportunity. Piss off and let us do what we do. I'll take any opportunity I can to sweat nervously at Respawn because they make great games. They do. They do. Um, I mean, I still play Titanfall. Better. Um, and Titanfall 2 mm. um, but here's the thing so I was looking on the uh, on the EA pass because like, like I said I saw the um, the, the Riders Republic and I saw um, Shredders mm. I was just like I remember SSX back in the day it was really really good mm. go on Game Pass it's not there SSX is there but SSX 3 and SSX Tricky are not not there right and you go alright what else is on here oh there's a couple of Need for Speed games there's Need for Speed Hot Pursuit available because that was... That's the big one. Like, no, no, no. no that was, that, to, to my mind, it was the best Need for Speed game that was made <coughs> in the last 10, 12 years. Mm. Um, I'd say it's better than Most Wanted, which was made by the same studio. Cool. <coughs> I'll take your word for it. I don't play racing yet. Um, and that's not there, but you can buy it as a remaster. Ah. <laughs> right. Star Wars The Old Republic. Man, that game is good. Couldn't find that. No, you can't. You can't. What Portal 2. Which was published by EA. I was going to ask. That's, that's can't find that. No, you can't. It's, it's, it's shocking to me that you can't find any Portal games on uh, Game Pass. Have you ever heard of The Saboteur? I have not. Okay, so The Saboteur, imagine basically it's a third person open world game where you play a Irish, um, an Irish resistance fighter who's working with the French resistance in Paris during mm -hmm. the Second World War. Right, and there's <coughs> loads of parkour, there's loads of car chases, there's loads of gun battles, it's, it's all really, really good. Mm. Right? And one of the things I like the most about it <coughs> is that there's a color scheme involved. Yeah. When you start the game, the entirety of, 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 um, of Paris is in black and white, and you're in black and white too. But as you liberate different neighborhoods around the city, mm. color returns to them. Oh. In fact, you know, spoiler alert, this is a very old game. You know, the game, doesn't I mean it doesn't end, but the the, the signature final battle is really cool because you punch this Nazi in the face and he falls <laughs> off the edge of the Eiffel Tower, and there's a slow pan of him, you know, crashing to the ground, and as he hits the ground, color returns to everything around him. Oh, dude, that's is, really cool. Is that on Game Pass? I, I no. I'm gonna guess no because <clears throat> that's what we're talking about. And that's the thing is, it's like, why is EA holding these things back? Because they, they just want to make money off of their newest title. I, hate, I hate to be that gamer who's like... <laughs> I hate to be that guy who's like, oh, yeah, just concerned about the money. But Nick, they so are. Yeah. They don't give a crap about... I mean, as, as, as publishers and as, you know... They, Allegedly. Okay, sorry. Completely speculation, but I think they're just trying to please their shareholders. That's why they're pushing games as a service. That's why they're pushing sequels. That's why mm. they're pushing whatever is going to bring them in money. That's why they can 
When that it, having been said, Dead Space is on Game Pass, as is Dead Space 2 and Dead Space 3. Okay, Re- yeah, but, but three of, really good games. Of all these <coughs> titles we've just spoken about, Dead Space has got to be the one title that is new enough and still popular enough that it would be an absolute... Brutal Legend's still on there. Okay, that one I, that one I can't... Shadows explain. of the Damned is still on there. I don't even know what that one is. I'm willing... Well, it's basically Resident Evil with dick jokes. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay, with Resident That's Evil. That's literally what it is. Resident Evil had some, some genitalia jokes. Okay, it was made by um, Shinji Mikami and Suda51. What did Shinji Mikami do again? Resident, Resident Evil 4 okay. and Vanquish. Right. And The Evil Within. Oh man, how good is Vanquish? Mm. But that's the thing, is that like, you know, it, it's just weird to me that like there are these amazing IPs. Mm. And I was thinking about this the other day because uh, remember, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, um, EA took the decision to pull the plug on a bunch of servers. So essentially a bunch of Need for Speed titles yeah. are being retired. And you go, you know, that's a real shame. And it's a real shame that you can't find you know, um, stuff on Game Pass or even EA Pass on, you know, of, of a time when EA were publishing quite a, an interesting smorgasbord I, I think of, of, of games where it was, like you said, it wasn't just Battlefield, FIFA, Madden and all the rest of it. It was like Brutal Legend, Shadows of the Damned, Bulletstorm, mm. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, I, I Portal 2. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, you know what, I think... You know what I think it is? I think it's 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 that was an that was a different EA. That was an older, different EA. Those games, and it was even even the, the developers. It was a different Bioware. Mm. You know, a different. I can't remember any of the other developers off the top of my head, but it was a different Bioware. They were different. Just because games. so many of them have been closed. Yeah. Visceral games. Why do you? Because they, they weren't. Pandemic Nick, games. Because they weren't making the money that they <laughs> wanted. I, I guarantee you that, that there's. I swear, if the next Dragon Age has a paid-for service, I'm done with games forever. No, you're not. You're just done with Dragon Age forever. I mean, I'm done with Dragon Age after Inquisition, to be honest, but still. Really? Yeah. Sorry, that was uh, Max, um, my cat, um, weighing in. (laughs) But yeah, um, I'll tell you what I am really, really chuffed about, Mm. which I actually have downloaded, and I'm going to be uh, playing after we wrap up this podcast in a few seconds, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm kicking you out the house. (laughs) Yakuza Like a Dragon. Right. Landed on Game Pass. Uh, I, I saw, yeah, yeah. I think I might have. The only Yakuza game I've never played, and the one that is the most different to all the other Yakuza games. Dragon Age, but I mean not Dragon Age, Dragon Quest, but yeah. Yakuza. Yeah, it looks awesome. It um, does. I should totally pick it up as well. Um, well, I mean it's free. Cool. It's on Game Pass. Absolutely. Um, and the way um, you know our dearly departed Brad raved about it, oh, I'm going to give it a whirl. Um, you know, because like I said, I played all the other Yakuza games. Yeah. I even played this spin-off Judgment, which was. Really, really good. Mm, um, and it's just like, you know, I was trying to replay the uh, early Yakuza games and you go, you know, I still really enjoy them, but I kind of like something new. Yeah. And then Yakuza Like a Dragon landed on Game Pass and it's like, I remember Brad talking about a situation where you can literally pull out your smartphone, swipe, like, oh. swipe really, really fast. And then a bloke dumps a whole bunch of shrimp on someone, I, or I, lobsters, or whatever I, it was. I think it was shrimp. I just saw the cutscene that is like when you, your boy pulls out his phone, and it's ridiculous. It looks mm. like you know when someone draws a card in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. It's like that, but with lightning. <laughs> so that that basically is going to be me for youth it, day. It looks awesome. You know, I, I will probably be about four or five hours into it by the time this podcast comes out. Nice. But yeah, um, here's hoping that E3 shows us a little bit more. Mm. Here's also hoping that the gaming drought that we've had to review stuff mm. is coming to an end with the end of E3. Um, thank you very much for coming by, Max. Thank you for having me, Nick. No worries. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a good weekend.